today on Ovias and Gilio. It finally happened. I got Sebastian Ajo of the Carolina Hurricanes to walk down the street. He's my neighbor, but we've never actually chatted in my backyard. We bring that to you today. Also got bored. Deep dive into the Carolina Panthers and their draft history since 2019 and how the bill has come due on a couple of personnel decisions and how that's not helping Bryce Young in his rookie season in Charlotte. Check us out on breakingtea.com slash OG. You can buy a t-shirt right now. You can also go to goheels.com and buy a Carolina Tar Heels football ticket. They are back home against Syracuse on October 7th. We've got a pair of tickets we'll be giving away soon. But if you want to buy those tickets, head on over to goheels.com. And you can also check out SeatGeek, the official ticket partner of Tar Heel Athletics. OG. 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 Golly. Gosh, OG. It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. But doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovius inside the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus for sponsoring Ovius and Gilio. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Uh, you're at that time of the year. You're trying to save costs. You're, you're looking back on how things have gone. You got to save up for a big Christmas present or something like that. Maybe a huge Halloween outfit, the biggest turkey ever for the company party. Thanksgiving. Well, I bet you you could probably save enough to buy several turkeys when you get a document and print assessment from copiers-plus.com. I feel like we need to come up with a jingle for Copiers Plus. Add that to the stack just of like, things. Just a little tagline, just a little, you know, like Costanza is like Costanza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something with Copiers Copiers Plus. Well, so you've been kind of, you've been obsessing over the iMovie bumps. Because you get free. They're free. Right. They're, they're rights free. And you've, I don't know. It's like, do you have a playlist that you just, are you driving into work listening to <laughs> well, iMovie? Collins Avenue is the best one on there. And now this Sprightly, Hold which on is only six for those, seconds. For those who are not familiar with Collins Avenue, because I do bring it up every so often. But which one are you going? Short or medium? Oh, that's medium. Yeah. This is, this is you your shit. Burn. This is the law. This goes 30 oh, this seconds. This, this is like chips, like Ponch and John. Seven Mary Three. You, you, like, you like the medium. The medium. Mm-hmm. A giraffe. So anyway, like, you're telling me you're not jamming to that? No, nah, I mean, it's good. You it's know how, good. Do you know how Young Gravy made a song? We were like, damn it. I, we right. could have done this with Rand. I'm telling you, this Collins Avenue shit is hot. It's the hotness. It's what the you, hotness. What are you, Diddy? Yes. You can make a record out of this. Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> so now, now you're obsessed with truer this. words have never been spoken by Suge Knight. You don't want nobody talking on your record. Take that. All up on your records. All up in the video. So this is the one you want now. I love this one. That sounds like a late 90s, early 2000s. The beat is about to drop. Yeah. It's like the firm did this. And then I was like, the like the, I got five on it. It's right. When they drop. do it in the yeah. violin. That's what that is, man. It's hot. <laughs> I'm so mad. They only have six seconds of Sprightly. I want more Sprightly. Why are they depriving me? So <laughs> I got bored last night. 
and two, there are two things that came out of my boredom. One was a deep dive on the Panthers and the draft and this comparison to the Dolphins, which we'll get to here in a second, plus some update, the updates on the Panthers. But I got an iMovie because I'm using Premiere. I'm using Adobe Premiere Rush. I was going to say, you're a little bit more advanced than I am. I'm not even that advanced. Like Adobe Premiere Rush. still more advanced than I am. Is yeah. essentially, I graduated from iMovie, which I've used for years because it's the most basic thing you can use and I know how to use it to rush that has some more bells and whistles. Like it, it's just a little bit easier to do on bells and whistles. I am not at Adobe premiere levels. That is, that is some Jedi mind stuff that I am not. Shouts to video, doing. Joe. Yeah. Shouts to video. Shout, shouts to web. Welbin who helps us with a lot of our social media stuff. Uh, and you'll see a little Web's bit of genius. that today. Web's web's great, man. Um, so I, I, I'm like, Oh, there's a, there's a category called stingers on here. I'm scrolling through. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, there's like, I see radio stager, radio station ID. I mean, come on. Is that the most, the, the, that most cliche rock? Do the voice, man. Come on. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> we got Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, and more. It's October on the OG. Right? The future of <laughs> rock and roll. No, no, no. Every radio station is is the new. The new. The new OG. <laughs> We're going to say that for 18 months. You're listening to the new Ovis and Julio podcast. And then, of course, you got these IDs. I mean, come on. Now. Oh, that one's definitely like your station ID. You know, you got to get the call letters in there. We'll now take a break for station identification. WWOG Raleigh Durham. That's that's what that is. Can we be based out of Garner? <laughs> yeah, we could, yeah. Oh, that this that is such news station right there. That is, you know. <laughs> for weather, traffic, and more. WWOG. Weather Garner. on the three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have we goofed off enough? That's plenty. I think we've goofed off enough. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that was that was part one of my boredom. Uh, part two of my boredom was related to the Panthers. Uh, let's get to some Panthers news first before we take a little bit of a deep dive on the draft and where they've made some sound decisions and they've also lost their freaking minds when it comes to quarterbacks. Frank Reich met with the media yesterday and he had an update on Shaq Thompson. He is done. I am unfortunately able to confirm that it it is a fractured fibula. And uh, he did have a successful surgery this morning. He's doing well, um, but he will likely miss the remainder of the season. So um, that tough loss, obviously, he's a great player. He's our emotional leader. Um, I know the guys will pick it up for him, and I know he's behind us and supporting us in every way he can. So that's yet another hit to the Panthers on the defensive side. We already know J.C. Horn is out for a couple more weeks as he's on injured reserve. And of course, on the offensive line, we've been talking about Austin Corbett. He was on the in- injured reserve before the start of the seasons. But I'm Matt not, Christensen. Not trying to make excuses for the Panthers. Everybody deals with these things. I mean, we just saw Monday night, the other game, Nick Chubb just destroyed. So there's, I'm not trying to make it so that the Panthers are the only ones. They got to work through that. But so far, uh, the hits keep coming for the Carolina Panthers. And, and there was another, it's funny, there was another sequence in yesterday's press conference that uh, kind of infuriated me. And uh, we'll, I'll give a shout to our 
big listener, Steve, a true P1, Mr. RV, Mr. Tailgate, Mr. Spend all of my money to go watch disappointing pack athletics. So he's been on my ass about, you know, year zero. You know, if Matt Rule said this, you would have lit his ass up. All fair points, by the way. Those are all fair points. But I think we've it took two weeks. But we finally got of the regular season, but it it finally happened. It's time to lat, light Frank Reich up. That could- so this was a question from Darren Gant, Panthers.com, asking about Andy Dalton, who came in the game oh, okay. twice. One of them was a short yardage. Both of them were short yardage situations. One was a procedural penalty. So nothing ever happened. I'm thinking, thinking to myself, why the hell are you bringing in that old man to get you one yard? Is this an indictment on Bryce Young? So here's Frank Reich's response. Be part of the plan. It's always a week-to-week plan, right? Every every opponent is a different opponent. Um, so it, that'll be a weekly decision. Uh, Andy's a very experienced guy. Um, so, you know, if we're... I.E. he's old. Bringing him in there to do um, whatever we're bringing him in there to do, we feel like he'll do a good job of it. Um, that's not unprecedented by any stretch of the imagination for, for me. I mean, you know, I... It was one year previously, you know, that we had Jacoby Brissett. Um, we brought him in on some short yarded situations to do a variety of things. And I, I know you guys can understand why I don't want to go into all the, I don't want to say like, there's a lot of different things we could do, but. Like super secret information as to what I'm going to bring in the old guy to get me a yard. Um, I just feel very comfortable in Andy. And some of those things, you just want to limit the exposure of, of Bryce. Okay. You're comfortable with Andy doing it. You don't want to put Bryce Young in those situations. Is it because you don't think Bryce Young can do that? Do you not believe in the offensive line? Are you sending Andy Dalton Andy Dalton out there as like some sort of sacrificial lamb? If he gets hurt, it's fine. He continues real quick. To us, and Bryce is, can do any of it. Well, then why aren't you having him do it? Because that's really what the indictment is. Um, but you got an experienced veteran. Um, there's no golden rule that says he can't come in and play a couple plays in the game. I mean, look what. Look what the Saints did. I mean, I know it's Taysom Hill's a different story, but why do why bit. not do that to a lesser extent if it can be utilized in a positive way? Andy Dalton is not Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has a is a very specialized sort of backup quarterback. And when you remove the stupidity of Sean Payton talking about how he could be a franchise quarterback, I don't knock the usage of Taysom Hill. If you want a Taysom Hill type to help you out in those situations, well then go get you a Taysom Hill type. Andy Dalton is not that guy, but ultimately it comes across Joe is that they don't really believe in Bryce young and how they have him set up to succeed that he can do those types of things, which that's a hell of a lot to do for a guy you gave up draft picks for to take number one. I think you're going a little deep on this one. Am I? It yeah. could be because I was bored last night yeah. on draft picks. Yeah. I, I think the draft picks are more germane to the conversation. Okay. Do you know what this is? I didn't like this. No, I know. But you know what this is for real? What is this? The NFL makes these coaches talk every day now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So at some point, you're going to be asked like a really question that has nothing to do okay. with nothing. Fine. Right? But you know who this fault this is, actually? This is the Eagles' fault for putting in that play where everybody bunches together and they push the pile. Yeah, the, the, the tush push. So I can, I can get behind, hey, I don't want to put my fragile little oh, sweet okay. prince, as Dane, as <laughs> Dimitri calls, calls him, into this scrum. I'm okay with that. Right. You know who I would rather see do that though? Miles Sanders. Yeah, you know, I mean, paid him all this money. If you're gonna, if you're gonna practice something and you're gonna use a special package, yeah, then do it that way. Okay. Don't just bring Andy Dalton, who would confuse no one as a runner, 
at this certainly at this point in his NFL career. I, I, you, no. you're, you're getting upset about or, something. Or go get Cam again. You're getting upset about something that is basically like, hey, we have to talk about something today because the NFL says we're here to have to, we have availability well, then you know today. what? I, you know what I, I would rather Frank like Wright is, do? Yeah, but this you is know what I would rather like, him do? I'd rather him pull up. an indictment of no. Bryce Young, though. I would rather him pull up iMovie and go through some stingers. Sprightly? That's what I would rather him Sprightly on that ass. Yes. Hey, hey, Frank, what's your favorite iMovie pump? That's what I want. Every conversation we have about the Carolina Panthers is brought to you by Graffiti. Go check them out at um, Downtown Cary. Great location, a bunch of TVs, everything that you need. And Tuesday night's which was yesterday. That's the break-even night, but the bourbon specials don't stop there. They'll have some more bourbon specials this Sunday, again, with all the games on the televisions. And if the games get a little bit boring, no big deal. They got axe throwing. I know they got all sorts of other specials. Uh, PBR is the one who does their axe throwing league. So uh, somebody from PBR typically is there. I know uh, Catherine from Sierra Nevada was there last week. So all great stuff over at Graffiti. So yesterday's conversation. Yeah, you want to get mad about the Panthers? This is like, where we get the, mad. No, let's not get mad. <laughs> so yesterday on, on yesterday's show, <laughs> on yesterday's show, you brought up the Dolphins mm-hmm. and how they've set things up for Tua Tunga Vialoa. And you and I are in agreement. But the, the key distinction here between the Dolphins and the Panthers or any other team that wants to invest in the young quarterback that might have some deficiencies, but if they process, if they're accurate, if you understand the league is going in a direction where you need the Tyreek Hills of the world to get you the yak. Well, the Dolphins went about it and hit in the way you should. Whereas the Panthers, as I mentioned yesterday, are having several bills come due for them and it's limited what they can do to get better around Bryce Young. Because, and I'm going to go ahead and call out Josh Graham, who on yes on his radio show yesterday was saying, you know, all these things are true, but Bryce Young bears responsibility as well for being bad. And it's like, and eh, not two weeks into the season for a rookie when you can see with your own eyes that this team is not at the level it needs to be around Bryce Young from the offensive line to the wide receivers who cannot get open. Pro Football Focus put out one of those old like charts about you know, wide open windows and completions with wide open windows. You know who's in the corner with with the least amount of wide open opportunities and the inability to connect was Bryce Young. Like he's on an island. That's how bad the Panthers have been so far this season, two weeks in. So how did the Dolphins get here? The Dolphins got here thanks to a blockbuster trade in 2019 with offensive lineman Laramie Tunsil. Okay. Laramie Tunsil got to the Houston Texans in return for first rounders in 2020 and 2021 and a second rounder in 21. So those are three prime prime picks. Yeah. That 21 first rounder ended up being a number three because the Texans sucked. The Dolphins then flipped that with the 49ers who moved up to get Trey Lance. They moved back to the 12 spot. They added a first and third rounder for 22 and then a first rounder in 23. But the Dolphins were not done. They actually made another move in that draft. They move back up and take Jalen Waddell. Key piece to what they're trying to do with Tua Tunga Vailoa. That, that 22 first round pick they got from the Niners, they used that and some later round picks to get Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs. And then later in that season, they added Bradley Chubb with those collected draft assets. They felt, all right, now we got to get better defensively, so let's go bring in that pack pro. Now, to be fair, to be fair, you got to hit, man. You got to hit. 
and the Dolphins seem to have hit and provided that everyone stays healthy, hey, they could they could get pretty far in the playoffs. They could win that division. Meanwhile, the Panthers from 2019 have essentially stepped on several rakes. So let's go back to 2019. It's funny. You mentioned how the Marty Herney is really good with that yes. first pick. Yep. And then after that, things get a little squirrely. Correct. That tracks. 2019. Brian Burns at 16, man. Hey, man, that's a home run that's, and a half. That's a that's hell, a grand slam. That is a hell of a pick. However, they took a flyer on Will Greer in the third round to be Cam Newton's backup. Lost cause. Lost cause. And actually, the less said about the 2019 draft for the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> the better. Okay, 2020. Derek Brown. Hey, man. Hell of a 2022. Hell of a scene with Michael Thomas after the loss in Monday night in the tunnel. Okay, now, though, we get into 2020. That's that's a Matt Rule draft. That is a Matt Rule. No, I know, yeah, I know. I'm this, not assigning this one to, that's fine. to Marty. I'm, just, I'm, I'm talking about Panthers in general okay. here. In general. All right. So Derek Brown, good pickup. But they also went with. They also, and that was over real quick. That was over Jordan Love. Jordan Love was available in that draft. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, Jordan Love was not available in that draft. There was some talk about Jordan Love getting traded, and they could they could have made a move to get Jordan Love, but they took Brown in 2020. In they took all defensive players. Yes. At the time, if we could relitigate this, the one player I thought they could have taken, who I maybe should have taken, was Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's been let go by the Cardinals. So, you know, at the time, you're going, oh, okay, the receivers that were taken early in that draft were Henry Ruggs. Yikes. Oh, wait, Jordan Love was in that 2020 Jerry draft. Judy. Yeah, but Jordan Love was a guy that the Packers went back in and took. Yes. He was not someone beforehand. Now, hindsight, hindsight, mm-hmm. right? You had DJ Moore from the previous year. Mm-hmm. You're not going to take a receiver, but whoo boy. CeeDee Lamb at 17, Justin Jefferson at 22. You're going, yikes. It took Jeremy Chin. That's, that's hindsight. Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin was a good pick. Was a good pick. They didn't pick up his option, though. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent after this year, and I think he only played 35% of the snaps on Monday night. So there's something weird going on with Jeremy Chin. Jalen Hurts was a scratch-off for the Eagles. He really was. <laughs> he really was. So let's take 2021. Mm-hmm. J.C. Horn over Justin Fields you know or, you know or Max Jones. I know how you feel about you know this. how I feel about In this defense pick. of J.C. Horn, when healthy, he's actually been productive. But, of course, that's, cool. that's bizdelicking the whole situation. <laughs> cool. He hasn't been healthy this season included. But on the flip side, Justin Fields hasn't proven himself in Chicago yet. And people are already talking about the next move. And Mac Jones is, you're in love with defense. The guy didn't play. He didn't play the year. I get it. I get it. No, no, no. You're, you're Matt rule. You're sitting here saying, we're going to win through defense. We're going to do all oh, this. Oh, oh. The best player in the NFL right now is not a quarterback. Yeah. It's, Micah Parsons. it's Micah Parsons. And he went four picks later. There you go. So there's, there's a miss. There's a miss. I, I'll, I'll agree with you. a lot of misses in the 21 <laughs> A 20, lot. 2022 Kenny Pickett was there, but they went uh, with, Icky I'm fine with that. That's yeah. fine. I'm actually, that's a sound choice. Yeah. Again, what I'm getting at is for the most part, they've made some sound choices. And with the case of Icky Aquano, we know that offensive linemen sure. can be voodoo. Yeah. I mean, it's like goalies in the NHL, man, like offensive linemen and how you pick them and how they develop is all voodoo. But 2022 is a prime example of where the Carolina Panthers have ultimately lost their minds with quarterbacks. They traded their fourth round pick and a 23 third round pick to take Matt Corral in the third round. They moved up to take Matt Corral. He was waived. Now he's on the practice squad. At least at last check, he's on the practice squad for the New England Patriots. He got waived from them too. I think they, I thought this week they brought him back oh, okay. on. Sorry. I can't, it's keep, been, track. It's, I can't Matt keep track. Matt Corral either. will never play in the NFL. We saw that we, in we saw first that. preseason. Let's go back to 2021. They traded for Sam Darnold in exchange for a late 21 sixth rounder 
and a second and fourth rounder in 2022. And of course, there was a summer of 22 for Baker Mayfield, which I think they ended up giving up a fifth round pick because it was conditional, didn't play. And of course, there's the whammy. All right. There's the price that you paid to get Bryce Young. DJ Moore, two first round draft picks, two second round draft picks, one of which came from the Christian McCaffrey deal. One of the ones is a flip. So I don't necessarily count but that. you know but you, you gave up an extra one but there are 24 and 25 drafts coming up they only have they have no pick in the first round next right. year and they have one they have a first round draft pick in 24 but no second round draft pick in 2024 yeah. we, we've talked about this before with the panthers their messaging is bad very very and bad. they've tried this before they, they, they try again things i would love to give them credit for this year they've tried to improve their messaging yeah the problem is as you're illustrating here with their draft moves they're not in a win now mode. So and then when you the, look at the players the that they have, and now you're sitting here going, well, how do you help this quarterback who you just tied the franchise's future to? Right. How? There was one way. And this is all leading up to one thing to tie it back to Laramie Tunsil. You got one chip that you can use and leverage to bring back those sure. picks like the Dolphins did with Laramie Tunsil. But they said, no, I'm talking about Brian Burns. There was a conversation with Mike Kay of the Charlotte Observer and a few others and a debate as to whether or not the Carolina Panthers were rebuilding or not. That gets to your point about messaging. Yeah. When they decided that they were not going to trade away Brian Burns, when they had already traded away other assets to start bringing picks in, that was an indication that they were going to pay Brian Burns. We talked to Mike yeah. Kay about this a couple of weeks ago. When Nick Bosa got his deal done, right. my expectation was, okay, markets Here set. we go. Here's the percentage. Here we go. Instead, they've indicated that Brian Burns is not going to get this deal. They could franchise tag him next year. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, hold up. If you weren't going to pay him, which I was in favor of, I was in favor of them not making that move and actually locking down Brian Burns and not giving up the player. Yes. Don't give up the player. You got this guy. Don't give him up. But if now you're not going to pay him, well, then what the hell were you thinking when you didn't trade him? Because you would have gotten... It was a different regimen, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it was at the end of, well, it wasn't actually because Frank Reich hadn't been brought on yet. That's what I'm saying. I think it was still, I think Rule's group is the one that turned down the the Burns. Well, it was Fitterer. It was Fitterer because Rule got fired yeah, at that but point. But we don't, we don't know how much Fitterer is really. Well, somebody, well, that's certainly with Rule. I don't know. Some of this, by the way, is going to come home to roost for Scott Fitterer as well. Because I, I if think this continues assume, on not being hit, then right. not getting these hits, but he's going to go. I think it's fair to assume with Matt Rule, and the money that he was being paid by David Tepper, I think all I would assign all decisions under Matt Rule to Matt Rule. Fair, not in a bad way. No, like, no, because I'm just again, saying, some like, of those I, picks under Matt Rule actually worked. That's what I'm decisions. saying. Like, I, but I think he was the one making those calls. I don't, I don't think it was Fitterer. Okay, okay. Anyway, all of this is to say. Oh, by the way, you know what I've had up the entire time? I've had, uh, I've had. What, wait, what am I doing? I'm screwing up everything. What would you say you? do here you know what i've had the law of the wolf logo up the entire time that's okay yeah, we have a great episode today i know posted on the youtube you mike archer great conversation i was gonna say let's just go ahead and do this. let's talk about your <laughs> interview with mike archer <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just looked down at Streamyard. i'm like have i had the law of the wolf are logo you just up the entire time are you just making people wait for this adoption aho interview we're doing a normal show Okay. You're just making them wait, though. Yeah, I mean, if they want to scroll to it, they can. Oh, that's a thing. You're right. Yeah. Forgot. Yeah, man. So I'm anyway, excited. So all the you things. Talk, you talked to Mike Archer. I did. Former assistant at State, obviously. Former assistant at Virginia. We talked a little bit about the challenges of, of 
being Virginia football. Mm-hmm. Talked a little bit about some of these defensive busts that we've seen. Ah, yes. Not only from NC State, but but across football. Mike watches so many different things. He was down at that Miami Texas A and M game. He had some interesting observations from there. So mm-hmm. uh, loved catching up with him. Catch that on. Law of the Wolf, Apple, Spotify, the Googles, wherever you get your podcast. I love my conversation with Mike Archer before you hit record. He always gives yeah. me he always gives me the Miami skinny. Yes. I know he was just there as they were honoring that 83 team. So that's uh that that's pretty cool. Uh and yes, uh, speaking of the Panthers, if you want some more insight, you can check out Young Gun with Dimitri Ravanos and Lauren Brownlow. We've got a new 919 Vice podcast coming out your way this week as well. We're actually talking about coffee this week on 919 Vice. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be a little, my number one vice. A little counterculture uh, out of Durham. We'll have Love some, it. We'll have some fun with that. Give me some supplies. <laughs> yeah, speaking of give me some supplies, you know how uh, OG Media LLC is official official? Yeah. How? Got the invite to the NC State Fair Media Day. Let's yes. go. Yes. I'm very excited about this. I'm actually going to start preparing now because every year my stomach is not going to do a cleanse. I might. Yeah. Didn't you do like a liquid cleanse cleanse for a while? Uh or you went like no beer. No, I had uh yeah, I went no, but no. If you've ever had a colonoscopy before, no, I never had you're that. not there yet. I'm not there yet. Next okay. year I will. Yeah. I think now when you turn 45, they want you to do it. The cleanse is actually some people don't like it. Yeah. Because basically you just spend 48 hours on the bathroom. Yeah. But I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's your, you, it's your routine before we hit record. <laughs> yeah, I mean. A big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovi's and Julio. Check them out online, myhtr.com. Maybe you live in a house uh, where, you know, your bath, bathroom's just not doing it for you anymore. You can find the throne of your dreams. You got to refinance. You got to renovate. You got to get ready. Or you can just go, or find, go find one. Go find like, the throne of your dreams. you're going through all of this renovation I finally, stuff. I finished it finally. All done. Okay. <sighs> Dude, don't get me started. You got that. rid of the beer fridge, man. A, a new fridge is coming. That thing was a classic. Yeah, it was an old GE that had been there since the 80s. The classics never go out of style, nor do real estate agents, nor do my hometown realty. Go to myhtr.com. My new fascination with myhtr.com is the mortgage calculator. Oh, yeah. If you're a first-time buyer, you're trying to figure these things out. You can actually That's actually very helpful. It's intimidating. Myhtr.com. Also, Whitaker and Hamer can close that house for you. Uh, They could also come up with a contract where the kids cannot use your pooping throne at any time, you sign this contract. You have your own bathroom. Stay out of my bathroom. That's my toilet. Closing is for closers. Sure, is that a thing? Yeah, why not? Yeah, Whitaker and Hammer, the world's greatest URL. Wh lawyer. That's really all you need to know about Josh and Joe. You're smart enough to come up with wh lawyer. <laughs> also, big thanks to Hayes Mosquito Authority Pest Authority, uh, which gets us to our Sebastian Ajo interview. Uh, so, Mosquito Authority treats my yard. Uh, it does the job of keeping the mosquitoes at bay. Uh, and pest authority can take care of the critters inside the house. That moisture barrier is key, especially in the summer months when it gets really, really rainy. You don't want things getting in there. So we, um, so where I live, I live over in North Hills. And Sebastian Ajo randomly lives up the street from me. Now, I know what people are thinking. Like, like whoa, where does Ovius oh, 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 oh. No, look, man. I bought a house from 1961. It's like a ranch from 1961. I also, now not... A, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think he was also like a 19-year-old who bought a house. That's totally right? what it is. Like this well, isn't no, like okay. So this isn't Glenn Wesley, you know, like moving into like, you know, the super duper ritzy part of Wakefield or something. <laughs> right. right? Like I think I think that's what your automatic assumption is. Like, oh, Ron Francis or Jim Rutherford owned this 
palatial estate yeah. on the ninth hole at Wakefield. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's where the, the guy who runs the hurricanes lives. Which I hit a couple of times uh, for Kane's <laughs> media days where they used to do golf, uh, but golf I think, tournaments. I think this was more of like a 19-year-old from Finland who knows nothing about nothing was like, oh, okay. somebody was like, hey, here's, here's a, house here's right a here. great house. No, it's so, inside the belt line. It's, it's a great investment. So here's Boom, the thing. you're on your way. So here's the thing. The way this worked was I hit up the Carolina Hurricanes mm-hmm. and shout out to Mike Brown. I said, hey, now that we kind of do what we do, I can either go to the arena and we can set up some interviews when everybody comes back into town or hear me out. Why don't you just have Sebastian Ajo walk down the street? I'll have everything set up in my backyard. And then we can have a nice conversation with him. And I also have this finished throwing game that I might say, did you tell him that we would be playing for a half a million dollars in Mjolki? I did not tell Sebastian Ajo that I told Mike Brown that okay. we're going to have that game. Also that Ethan Hyman from the news and observer was going to be there taking some photos, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can see some of those photos uh, that he took as he was walking to the house. So he comes back there a little bit of drama though, because I Apparently, unearthed some carpenter bees. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to have an incident where Sebastian Ajo was missing the front end of training camp because he decided to come over to my house and get bit or stung by some was, bees or something else. That would have been big Seinfeld curb your enthusiasm energy for him to get. Why, why did Ajo miss the first month of the season? Well, he had an allergic <laughs> reaction to being stung by a bee while filming a podcast. I was that that would have been a problem. So you and I picked up my patio table, brought it back to where the fire pit area is, which I kind of did during the pandemic. It was nice. Oh, right. I had the I had the tiki torches going. It was great. Apparently, I, I was really it. into it because <laughs> breathing, dude. <laughs> I, I don't even know this. I well, you had headphones. I didn't have headphones. I put Adobe Audition into <laughs> overdrive with this conversation. So uh, enjoy our conversation with Sebastian Ajo. And uh, be on the lookout for our YouTube channel where we will have the game of Milky championship, the championship between Gilio and Sebastian Ajo. All right. Sebastian Ajo has been, you've been around the world, but I don't think you've been this far up the street. Have you? I mean, I've, uh, I'm definitely being up here. I remember uh, those cold years. Uh, when I got here early, I was uh, doing a little jogging and running yeah. around the area. So the hill's uh, a good hill for that. Yeah, I've uh, I passed his house. Sure. Okay, it's been an eventful summer for you. The contract was on deck. I know Tom Dundon said from the jump he told us that this was something he wanted to happen. So how those conversations go in the summertime? How quick did this come together? Yeah, I mean, not too. Uh, I mean, it was actually pretty quick after the we were done playing and. Uh, yeah, it just took some time to get all the details and everything. But I mean, obviously, they wanted to me stay here long term, and I wanted to stay here for long term. So uh, yeah, it it was uh, somewhat easy negotiation. But obviously, it's eight years, right? So a lot goes into it. So it it just took uh, a little while to get everything done. That was actually the word I was going to use. Easy. Was that? That was actually the word I was going to use. Easy. Yeah. I mean, particularly compared to the last one. Why do you think this one went so smoothly? I mean, I've already been here for seven years. I know, you know, their organization and Raleigh and everything here pretty well now. And obviously they know me and what they get from me. And, and obviously, uh, uh, hopefully I have, uh, 
another year or two to uh, improve my game, uh, which I think I do have it. But uh, yeah, obviously there's probably not a lot of surprises what they uh, get me for, from me. Tom said that the last time it would have no effect. The negotiation from last time with Montreal and the offer sheet and all that other stuff. He was confident that would have no effect on, on this time because it's business. Is that something that you learned the last time around? Yeah, I mean, it was just completely different um, situation, obviously. Uh, yeah, it didn't affect either way, which is, would, I mean, they're professionals too, right? You know, they they run pretty big uh, business here and obviously they've done really good job so far to, uh, you know, building the franchise and, and you know, building a team that uh, is a competitor every year and we're contending to win a cup, right? So as a player, it's a great place to be, to, you know, to be in an organization that really wants to win and are willing to, you know, do the work and put the money into to, uh, to at least have a chance. When you, when you talked about the years, you talked about, you know, what else you can do, what else you're capable of. What was the assessment this offseason when you're thinking about, all right, how do I take my game to the next level on the guys? What are you thinking about? I mean, I still think I'm, uh, you know, physically I can take uh, steps and be stronger, faster, um, all that stuff. So uh, in the off season, you work, it's kind of a boring answer, but you work on any, everything, right? You try to, you know, lift more. You're mm-hmm. going to try to, you know, run faster, skate faster, jump higher, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a few, uh, few things, especially on the ice. I, uh, I've been trying to last couple of years to, to improve, you know, my shot and thinking where I'm usually taking those shots when I'm scoring goals and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So obviously seven years in the league, they know that a lot of, uh, a lot of my goals are kind of like similar and where I'm shooting the most. So, so there's, you know, just trying to improve the, those areas and obviously maybe something that I'm not as good as, uh, good at. So I'm just trying to improve on those things too. You said it's a boring answer. I mean, it, it kind of, yeah. so how do you, how do you, how do you mentally, you say it's a boring answer, which makes me wonder, is there like a, how do you push through like, all right, I got to do this again. I got to do this workout again. I got to get back on the ice again. How do you push through that? It's after this many years of doing it. Honestly, you know, ending a season like that, uh, somebody else puts in the end of your season. Mm-hmm. It's not really hard to find the motivation to go, go to the gym and, you don't want to end the season like that. Obviously, it's uh, you want to win every year. It's tough in this league. There's a lot of good teams, and pretty much every every team has a chance to to do it. So, but yeah, just as uh, as an athlete, as a hockey player, you you know start thinking what I, uh, I could have done better and and stuff like that. So yeah, it it, it definitely hurt and kind of gave me uh, a lot of fuel to go to the gym and and use that as a, as a weapon. Seven years. I mean, are you an old twenty six or a young twenty six? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> oh, you look amazing. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. It's uh, time flies. It really feels like it was uh, like yesterday when I first got here. But um, yeah, I guess uh, when the older guys tell uh, a lot of times they tell me that you gotta try to enjoy the moment and try try to enjoy the the whole career when when it lasts because it, it ends pretty quickly. So yeah you've been here seven years, you've got your finished crew, but what have you found in, in the triangle? Have you found a taste of home? Have you found a place to go eat? Have you found somebody at the, 
UNC or NC State who speaks, who teaches Finnish? What <laughs> What mean, have you done to try to find a, a little bit of home? No, I mean, it definitely feels uh, feels like home to me. Uh, always loved living here. Um, yeah, I, I do have uh, my go-to restaurants and, and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it. But is it Finnish? What's that? Or is it from Finland? Is it Finnish? No, it's no. Not, no, no, not Finnish. No, is there a Finnish restaurant around here? There's no, no Finnish restaurant. No, no, no. But there's some fin- uh, Finns around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, they actually a lot of them came to to our, one of our games, and yeah, I kind of surprised how many people from Finland actually live. Is there here. such a thing as good Finnish food? Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Fish? What is it? Fish? Yeah, Sam. Uh, actually, it's called salmon soup. It's kinda, okay. It's, <laughs> it sounds kind of weird. Uh, tastes delicious. It's uh, I'm a one. My favorite food. Now, do you make it? I was say, do you cook? Uh, it feels I, like a I, no. I, I, no. I could, I could make it, but it's, it wouldn't, you know, when mom cooks it, it's, uh, okay. it's just way more uh, perfect. What have you adopted that's local, like sweet tea or barbecue? Yeah, or... I do like barbecue. We do that some, uh, a lot of back home too. So, mm, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, I, I do like, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff here too. So yeah, I, I wasn't too much of an issue to get settled here. Okay. So you talked about you know young twenty six versus old twenty six with that contract though. I got to imagine with the length of the contract and as you as you as you have elevated your game, there's a leadership expectation that comes out of this too. This idea that you take over this team, this will be your team going forward. Do you have conversations with Jordan Stahl? about that do you talk to rod and jordan about just what that room is like and the voices in the room yeah i mean look at that b uh, yeah uh, we're doing this outside if you're listening yeah. on the podcast <laughs> sebastian who lives up the street i was like rather than going to the arena xyz just walk down the street we'll have everything set up no this to go. is great this is great but the um, bees the bees i'm a little worried about the bees but we're good we're good uh don't get me no, they won't get you where, where, where are we oh uh, yeah oh, leadership. Leader, leadership. Yeah. leadership i think that's just more natural thing obviously uh it's obviously I get the look uh, Jordan Stahl very closely. I sit next to him in in the locker room. Uh, I was able to look up Justin Williams. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Roddy himself, uh, kind of a ultimate leader. I would say. I just try to learn from each guy, and actually every every player that there's in the locker room and in in the in the team to, you know, what could I, you know, learn from them and and. And stuff like that, and obviously, my English got has got better, <laughs> so I, I can you know have a conversation in the locker room and all yeah. that stuff, which help, which helps. Okay. A lot, yeah. obviously. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's more of a natural thing. It, it, I think you you can't really uh, force it. It's just I think, and I, I do think that over over the past the years, I've I've taken some more uh, leadership in the in the. On the ice and the off off the ice, so uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, there's more to come on that too. Was it difficult to learn all the curse words in English? No, they are probably the easiest. <laughs> you heard those ones the most on the ice. Uh, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> depends how we play. So, do you swear people out in Finnish or English? Uh, I actually on the ice. On you know, the, on the, the competition on the ice. I think as of now, it's a fifty-fifty. Okay. Yeah, I I don't. Both, yeah. If you know them, maybe you give it. Yeah, I mean. In Finnish, if if they know it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because you want them to know what you're saying. 
<laughs> I don't know. I think usually in the game, you're just so, you're just in the moment. So you don't really think what do you say and what do you yell or whatever. So it's just, I think it's more, more English now than it was seven years ago. But okay. uh, yeah, I'd say 50-50. Would you curse out the other Sebastian Ajo in Finnish or English? Uh, well, he doesn't speak Finnish, so <laughs> it leaves me English, right? Gotta get him in English. Gotta get him in the English, okay. Yeah, but I try not to do that. Who chirps the most on the team? Chirps the most on the team. That's a great question. It's not you. No. No, no, no. I don't know if... Uh, oh, we got this uh, new guy, Lemieux. He's, uh, uh, he has a... He definitely has an edge in this game, and, okay. and uh, he can he can throw a chirp or two in the. In the oh, it's game. interesting. Okay, it's interesting you bring that up because the NHL and professional hockey in general, professional sports is things can get pretty chippy on the ice. Or your competitors, you want to beat the other guys. Guys have reputations, as you said. This Lemieux, you know, hey, this Lemieux guy's bringing something to the table. How do you, how do you kind of push past that, or if you understand that's the game, hey. When we're on the ice and we're competing, that's what it is. But now that you're on my squad, hey, we'll make this work. Is that something that goes? Is that something that gets discussed, or is just an understanding? I mean, it's just understanding. It's just understanding. Everyone okay. knows. It's just, it's just a part of the game. It, things can get heated. You know, everyone. Uh, you know, it's so intense out there. So, and it's a part of the game too. So, yeah, there's no. I mean, obviously, usually those guys who you know play that are the toughest guys to play and kind of like annoying on the ice. They might yeah. be the you know, most likable guys in the, in the locker room. Right. Okay. So it's kind of, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. I, everyone knows. I don't think there's anything to discuss. Some guys don't let it go though. I mean, there was one player that was wearing a bracelet in this off season <laughs> with, uh, Kane suck, I believe is what the other. Yeah, bracelet I said. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know the story behind it. But yeah. yeah. Well, you'll see him in the playoffs again. Yeah. I, I mean, was going to say you always every see him year. in the playoffs, right? <laughs> I'm so far. What's, what is it? Three years, three in a row, three in a row. <laughs> it's three in a row. I think there was an interview that uh, Natchez had done where that topic was brought up and he just, was, I think the same kind of attitude is like, Hey, shoulder shrug. I guess that's the attitude you have to take to these types of things. Just kind of, yeah, like, I, okay. mean, I, I don't really have, well, like I said, I don't know the story. I don't know what's, what, what was, yeah, I, apparently the, the, I said a picture and I, I, I understand like, you know, fans like to, you know, get involved in Twitter and all that stuff too the comment and stuff like that. But yeah, it doesn't really, <laughs> to me, it's, I, I don't really, you don't think about it. No, not at all. Not a thing. This yeah. is not a thing you worry about. Yeah. No. All right. So, uh, when you go back home, you're not always working out. So what do you do back in Finland to get the home before you come back? Is it like a restaurant? Is it a hangout spot? Is it Mulky. Mulky. <laughs> oh, is that how you pronounce That's it? That's it. Mulky. Yeah. Mulky. Okay. Yeah, we got no chance at that. No chance. So the way, so this, look, sometimes you see things on the internet and you don't believe them, right? So our neighbors, Rick and Sabrina, we had gone out to a restaurant where you can literally tailgate. Yeah. Okay. So they brought the game and we had a good time. You know, we'd done some drinking and we're throwing the thing at the wood pegs and whatnot. And we were just having this debate. It's like, it was sold as the the world's famous Finnish game or whatever it is. We didn't think that was real, but this is a real thing. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, do, I do have it actually. Oh, you have? Yeah, at uh, my summer place. Oh, I'm glad okay. we did not bet on this game of Mulekey before we played it. <laughs> I was going to say, us. I know you don't have it here because I haven't seen you in the front yard playing. So, no, I don't have it here. No. Typically, you're doing the uh, you're doing the table tennis. You saw the table tennis? Yeah, table tennis. Yeah. Who's the Who's the one that actually is the worst? Like, if you beat them, they actually take it like personally. Which teammate? Uh 
Well, I well I gotta say, me and uh, me and Turbo Caravine, you guys we, go back and forth. Right? Yeah, exactly. So we, we're very uh, even. Okay. They, you know, the matches can go uh, get a little heated because you know we played ton against each other, and uh, actually, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Turbo doesn't pay rent, does he? He's there all the time. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. You gotta start. Rent. You gotta start charging rent, man, or at least it gets settled with uh, with the table tennis. <laughs> so, when's the last time you tailgated? Tailgated? Uh, have you tailgated? I have. Yes. Um, I think it was last year before the NC State game. Okay. We went there as a team. Yeah, it was last year. Joe, do you want to try this game? Um, I do, but I, I'm so I'm 48, and there's a million things I would love to say to 26 year old Joe. <laughs> You're 26. What would you What would you love to tell 18 year old Sebastian? Like, hey man. You're going to need to know this. You would love to know this right now. Oh, that's a great question. I mean, there's probably a lot of things that I would say. I don't know. I'm, You'll be sitting in the woods with two dipshits in, in seven years. <laughs> yeah, avoid this Don't one. do that. Mental yeah. note. So yeah. when, when Mike Brown says, hey, so the guys from that podcast want you to walk down the street and do this interview, you're going to go, no. They, I'm good on that. They're going to need you to that do would, some yeah, finished swearing good. too so we can use it on the uh, on the internet. Yeah. No, I mean, there's plenty of things. Probably just, but I don't know. Just, uh, you know, be happy, work hard. Uh, the usuals, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, lot of stuff you could say, but uh, I think I'd like to think more of the, into what comes to next and, What's what's here now in the in the present moment? So yeah, you ready for another stadium series game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, every yeah, always. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that the lead up was pretty incredible, and I know that you know we we had talked about it after the game, and but what was kind of amazing to me is you have this huge game that, that the, all the build up power through you actually win the game. You had to play like the next night or like two nights later. Yeah. And you're coming off this emotional high. Yeah, that's like, NHL right there. Right, right? Yeah. It's just like on to the next thing. Like, cool, yeah. you did this awesome event. Everybody loves you. It was this thing that everybody's going to remember. Yeah. Cool, now go back out there and do it again. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of the league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, win or lose, play bad or good, you just have to, you know, reset yourself yep. and do it again. So you're, you'll get plenty of uh, chances to, you know, redeem yourself and, yeah, I mean that that obviously that was a huge win for us. Obviously, the home crowd it was mm-hmm. it was nuts. But um, yeah, I that's pretty uh, that that's normal. I mean, we we just have to keep going. It doesn't, you know, that was, at the same time that was just the one game mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, right? You so you can't really sit there and take it in for what it is, but then yeah. understand you got to move yeah. on. The next I mean, thing. you can enjoy the night after it. Yeah, the next day comes and you. Uh, you're focusing on the next one. All right. Sebastian. Yeah, I never know. Last one. I never know to ever ask. You said normal, right? I don't know if you should talk about injuries or not talk about injuries, but would you just like to have a normal year where you have your whole team and it's what it looks like on paper and you actually get a chance to, to see everybody instead of having to scramble as you guys have perfected, right? Yeah, but I mean, would it be just be nice to have some sort of yeah. normal year? <laughs> Uh, obviously everyone wants to stay healthy and you know for for example last year we lost some great players and, yeah. and just 
you know, it hurts for them, you know, see, just, you know, you work for all year, you play, you grind through the regular season and then, you know, kind of ends like just before the, the best part of it, playoffs, obviously. So, so, uh, yeah, that's very unfortunate for the team, but, uh, especially the guy who, uh, well, let's say sets in Pacioretty last year, it was, uh, it definitely hurt, hurt us and, uh, but yeah, hopefully, uh, We'll yeah, I don't know. Is is it good to talk about it? Bad to talk about it? You knocked on the composite <laughs> wood, so <laughs> you're good. in both ways. I mean, like, I, you I, just I, ignore I, it, but yeah. it's like, man, we talked about it with Rowdy, and he was like, "Yeah, you. That's what. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, we would like an actual kick at this thing as the full group, because yeah. I feel like in all of Rowdy's years that that hasn't happened, particularly in the postseason. You know, it's like always yeah. one or two guys that you're like, oh, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. And your question, I don't usually like to talk about it. The injuries. No, the injuries I know. Are, I just, some people but, are different. I just, but, yeah. One of, heck, yeah. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would love to talk about injuries now if he didn't before. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, just yeah. Get it all out there in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, we appreciate you walking up the street and spending some time with us. The season's right around the corner. Give him his gift on camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> here, here you go. So, we, uh, you guys like, had. I still don't know who these guys are. Yeah, but... you, ba- you barely see us at this point in time, but we, we're going to give you a, an Ovis yeah. and Gilio hoodie. Uh, with the ice caps. The ice caps logoing. inspired thing. Thank you so much. So, yeah. uh, we appreciate, appreciate you coming it. by. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see you wearing it. Maybe we don't. I have no idea. By the way, you're home for Halloween, right? I have no. I looked at the schedule. You guys have like a break. <laughs> okay. So are you going to do the mistake of leaving the candy out there with no supervision? You know what happens, right? In <laughs> yeah. this neighborhood. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Like, it actually happened to me before. So lesson, I'm lesson probably most likely going to do the same mistake. <laughs> uh, I doubt that I'm going to spend my Halloween at my house. So, Well, because that happened one time. and I Give believe- it to the neighbor to hand out. Yeah, there's there's that. But I remember there was a Halloween where once people figured it out, everybody was coming up for pictures. My kid included. So, which we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Sebastian, thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks for having it, having me. That was fun. You, I always enjoy watching you lose. Challenge? No, 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 no. Not losing in the game of monkey. The challenge of trying to get an interviewee out of his shell. Yeah, you try. I do. You try. You do your best. Got to get other answers, right? I know. But you also have to make them think somehow. I know. Like, I'm in total agreement with he, you. He, I got him a little bit with the 18 year old. He's like, uh, well, uh. yeah. You put him through like an existential life. Like, <laughs> what have I done with my life? Actually, he's done some pretty good things with his life so far. A lot of expectations for the Carolina Hurricanes going forward. Uh, my house, I'm insured by State Farm. Maybe you should be insured by State Farm. Matt Davis out in Garner will save you some money right now. Give him a call at 919-779-8277, insuregarner.com, voginsurance.com. Can I make an admission here, a confession? Yeah. I have a new favorite listener. Yeah. His name's Troy. Okay. He emailed us. Hey, just want you to know, your State Farm ads just saved me a ton of cash. Hey. Hey. We're here. We're very useful. Uh, He he checked out Matt, gave him a call as we've as we've advocated before mm-hmm. moved his cars his home his umbrella policy and he saved about 40 percent you could do the same thing give matt a call 919-779-8277 that's 919-779-8277 we're about to play a lot of golf with matt this mm-hmm. week and then the week of the og golf classic so i mean this this made my whole this made my whole year like i can't be hanging out with people who are sponsors with us and they're like hey man 
I'm giving you money. Uh, can, can we get something in return here? I got you. I got you, Playboy. It's right there. Right there. It's right there. Thank we you, also, Troy. We also give you discounts. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. I got, buy. My, I got all my toys here. <laughs> you, have, you have all the props. All the props. <laughs> so go to homefieldapparel.com. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that we've got uh, an NC State pack power. We've got that script Tar Heels, which is great. And when you use OG23, you'll get 15% off your order. And then you'll get even more deals from Homefield. Yeah, stacks on stacks, man. All you got to do is go to homefieldapparel.com. Use that OG23 code, get 15% off of your initial order, and then you'll see the savings just start rolling in and it. you get a product that's just amazing. I love it. Absolutely love it. We're moving on. Nobody can move on from Deion Sanders. Ratings for Deion Sanders games are through the roof. I mean, the, the number of people who were still watching at 2 a.m. the other night was pretty astronomical. And Dion, every day, there's some sort of video clip, some sort of take or whatever. Dion's good for business. Absolutely. Right? You know who's jealous? You know who used to be good for business and is trying to take some of, some, some of that back? Dat Boy or Sabin? No. Who? Lane Kiffin. Oh. Lane Kiffin used to be the one. You're right. Joey Freshwater. Who was about that life. Okay. Get your popcorn ready. It was all about that. You know, he would do some stupid shenanigans of, you know, using the same number on and hiding players. Yeah, Joey Freshwater would say some things. So this week, Ole Miss is taking on Alabama. And it looks like Lane is trying to sow discord into the Alabama uh, conversation. Because there is, I was listening to the Cover 3 podcast hosted by our friend Chip Patterson. Uh, big bud energy the other day too with his uh, top five yes. SEC non-conference <laughs> so wins. That's one of those things where it's like as many times as we talked about it, I'm like, damn it, why didn't I think of doing something like that? But that's why Bud's the best. So they were having a conversation about Milrow and what had happened this week. He didn't suit up. He didn't play. There was some conversation. No, he was in uniform. He just didn't play. He didn't play. And there's some speculation that he was suspended. It was this business about how the team doesn't actually believe in Milrow. They wanted the older guys. But, of course, Alabama's got a complete weird quarterback situation. And that the reason why he didn't play, again, this is all speculation. The reason why he didn't play, and he's been reinstated as the starter after they got through South, uh, South Florida, was because um, that, that was the example set. Okay, And apparently had something to do with the reaction of getting competition from the other QBs or whatever it is. Again, all that stuff is speculation. Lane seems to have taken this opportunity to add even more drama to Alabama and Nick Saban when he said, yeah, I was watching the, the TV feed of the South Florida game, and I'm pretty sure I know who's calling the defensive plays and who's not, right? Pretty sure it's this other guy. It's really deep in the weeds. Really deep like. in the weeds stuff. I agree. I agree. This, of course, gets Nick Saban to respond yesterday saying, no, no, Steele is our guy who's calling plays. And well, it's you know, embarrassing that Steele is still somebody's defensive coordinator, let alone Alabama's. I know. Well, I know Nick Saban is like the home for rec reclaimed yes. coaching projects. Yes. But this is the guy who gave up 80 points to West Virginia once upon a time in an Orange Bowl at Clemson. I know. I know. So he's actually the reason... Venables ended up at Clemson. Like he's kind of to blame for Clemson going on and beating everyone's brains out for an eight-year period. Is mm -hmm. entirely possible. If you want to curse somebody for Clemson's success, 
by, by getting rid of Kevin Steele. <laughs> I can't believe he's still coaching somewhere. Well, I that's think the breaking news here. I think that's what kidding? I think that's what Lane Kiffin's trying to do. I think he's just trying to point this out. Like Saban is very quick to make changes as Lane Kiffin knows if he doesn't like the way things are going. So he's trying to add to the drama. Yes. Now, look, uh, coaches talk. And I think that's ultimately why that was the case. That's why he's saying that. And then today news for you. Nick Saban calls the defensive play. Yeah, there is that. Come on. So then after all that, Lane Kiffin decides to do an impersonation of Nick Saban. It was the response to the response to the response. And Lane's basically doing all the mannerisms of Nick Saban. And he's trying to like go to mom. And it's cute. I mean, it's cute, but we now live in an era of Deion Sanders, man. And cute does not cut it anymore. All right. I need shades. I need wrestling promos. I literally I need, need the rock. The rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Little cutesy Lane Kiffin mannerisms. Just it's just it's just not moving the needle anymore. And making matters worse, do you think Ole Miss can back it up against Alabama this weekend? This year, potentially. All right. Uh, does feel like we're we're getting uh, the last stand though, the rattle though from from Nick, which gets to the larger question. Who knows? Which gets to the larger question, and it's going to persist. Is this it for Nick Saban? Is he going to retire? After going to go out the wrong way? Yeesh. I mean, I, I heard this conversation on Cover Three while I was spreading around soil conditioner in my yard. Mm-hmm. Had had to get that clay breaker before soil the, conditioner. Basically, Sounds like manure. No, it's clay breaker. It, look, my yard gets dried out like hell, man. It's crazy. So Did I was you listening. just make that up. No. So I was listening to the Cover Three, and they were speculating about Nick Saban going forward and all the drama and everything else. And I forgot which host it was, was saying, nah, there's no way Nick Saban goes out like that. Like, man, we just saw Roy Williams go out like that. So coaches will decide when they feel like it's time. I think there's a bigger indicator that Nick Saban's wrapping things up and he's getting ready for his next transition. Kevin Steele is calling us. There's that. He's doing weekly hits with Pat McAfee. Oh, he's setting things up. He is setting it up for the next chapter of TV. I don't think he TV. wants to do that stuff. I think he does. He does? I think he does. He wouldn't have agreed to Pat McAfee if he doesn't want he to do it. He was so angry at the 2010 BCS championship game between Oregon and Auburn. Yeah. Do you remember him being on yeah, it at the yeah, halftime yeah. Cam Newton just yes. being like, can't believe Oregon and Auburn are playing for my title. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I think he softened up a little bit. All of our conversations about college football brought to you by Wings Over. Check them out. Raleigh, Chapel Hill, Greenville. Uh, they helped us out with OGP tonight. They brought that hot lemon pepper. Very excited about that. But they got a variety of flavors. And like you like to say, Joe, it's wings. It's it's wings. Yeah, man. Let's not get crazy here. Let's 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 not over let's not overthink it. Don't need like I was earlier. Great meat, great wings, mm-hmm. good stuff, good flavors. Big shouts was talking to a potential new advertiser. Yeah. And they were like, eh, they have a product that's that's not exactly conventional. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I can't promise you that the same results as I get with the butcher's market mm-hmm. and pizza, right? Immediate, immediate returns with wings. And he goes, he goes to me, he goes, Hey man, I just bought wings for the first time since college <laughs> because of you. He goes, I went to wings over because of you. And I was like, all right. Okay. All right. That's fair. We'll take it. We can work on that. We'll absolutely take it. So do the same thing. Go to wingsover.com, order your wings. He's got free parking on Hillsborough street. Mm-hmm. How hard that is to come by or. If you're like me, you're going to be in Greenville this weekend. It's right there, right by Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Wings over in Greenville. Go check out all of Ryan's spots. I will be getting the sweet chilies. Hot lemon pepper. I uh, subscribe to Matt Brown's newsletter, Extra Points. 
and he did a Freedom of Information Act with NC State to find out some of the behind the scenes with expansion. And it's titled, How Did NC State Communicate Why the ACC Needed to Expand? There's no smoking gun here. There's no like, all right, SMU is going to give us X amount of money or we got guarantees that we're going to be a part of the AAU going forward. There was none of that. If anything, it ultimately reveals how the PR sausage is made. And on Friday, September 1st at 10.08 in the morning, ACC Director of External Affairs, Amy Yacola, hi, Amy, sent an email to the presidents and chancellors of ACC institutions offering a series of message points as a follow-up to the official press release from the ACC. Those points included three primary principles set forward by the ACC that are met. Financially, current conference members remain whole or better. Okay. The conference is enhanced and strengthened athletically, academically, typo. And finally, financially, now and in the future, that is PR buzzword speak. The increased membership enhances overall league stability. Again, what exactly does that mean? Is that an admission that they needed to add these three schools just in case they drop below 15? Is that what they mean by league stability? Hey, look, if Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina leave, we're not dropping below 15. Does that what, is that what that means? I have no idea. And then also talks about talking points with the specific schools, Stanford and Cal bring national championship caliber programs in non-revenue sports. SMU is on the rise with a passionate fan base, incredible resources, and fertile recruiting and is located in one of the country's top cities. I've been hearing that talking point about SMU for years, all right? Nearly two decades I've heard about SMU on the rise because they got oil money. But even with all that oil money, they're usually like the fifth most important program in that metropolitan area. So it's a classic Mean Girls, stop trying to make fetch happen. SMU finally found a sucker that was desperate enough to add them to the conference. I can't put it more bluntly than that. This just goes, all of this just, and anyway, good work by Matt, number one. It all continues, but we finally get to NC State specifically because he wanted to, if NC State would indicate why they flipped. Well, good. Well, first of all, good work by Matt, number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Number two, um, this just goes to show you that Randy Woodson and Boo Corrigan communicate in other ways, which is things they learned during their NCAA investigation, mm-hmm. which is things they learned from Carolina. Yeah. Don't ever put anything in an email. Yes. That's all this shows. So you're, you're trying to tell me that Randy Woodson had no official communication with anyone who works at NC state or the board of trustees before they made this official decision. Yeah. That's complete and utter that, that, defies all yeah laws of logic and reason. So here so he he foiled a very specific time frame. No, I understand there was that, a flurry but- of things going around. And the night before on Thursday at 11:03 p.m., Fred Hartman, the assistant vice chancellor of university communications at NC State, sent a message to their PR guy. Yes. Their PR guy. He's like, "Here's the proposed draft statement for you with the talking points, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the main paragraph that you should say respond to emails that way." The next morning at 7:24 a.m., uh, he forwarded that message to Boo Corrigan, the NC State Athletic Director. The conference insists that this remains confidential until the new members have signed the agreement. No announcement to the press, no response to the press until such time as this is final. So we need to wait for the green light from the ACC the next one to two days. Of course, it did not take up to one to two days. It literally leaked out that morning of what was going on. And Boo Corrigan added at 829 in the morning. Tracking all already hit the media through Pete Thamel with ESPN. Absolutely no idea why nothing is sacred with information. Thanks for your leadership, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I found that part from Boo Corrigan interesting that he specifically calls out Pete Thamel because that's yet another show of how the sausage is made. 
Wait, they all have their guys that they really Boo's the brother works to. for ESPN. Boo, I know. Boo understands all of that. I know. He understands all that stuff. So I just thought that was interesting for Matt to kind of have that sausage made. But to your point, Joe, none of that stuff is going to show up in official university email. You talk about what happened with the NCAA. I can tell you that it started even before that with their former chancellor, how Randy Woodsey got the job in the first place because Jim Oblinger, who was the chancellor at the time, found himself in a little bit of hot water through FOIA acts about people getting jobs, X, Y, Z. So those things just kind of show you why this communication exists the way that it exists. It's actually how we got Butch Davis's second phone number. <laughs> the burner? Back in the day. <laughs> because I knew the number. And when it showed on his on his university-issued phone, yeah. it showed that he made like four calls in yeah. 12 months. It was like, yeah, well, you're not using this phone for official school business. So right. now we are, the judge ruled as when I was working for the News Observer that mm-hmm. we were entitled to the old Cleveland area code uh, phone records, which we got. Now, despite all of this, we'll wrap the conversation this way. Despite all these things, college athletics is enjoying a renaissance right now in terms of interest and engagement. Ratings have been through the roof. And I think it's been interesting over the last couple of weeks where the national writers like Dan Wetzel, who yeah, most ratings were do, good. Okay. No, hold on a second. Hold but, on a second. But ratings were good in a week where the NFL wasn't on. They do this every year. Ra- the ratings were good this past weekend too. I mean, they had bonkers ratings. I get the e- there's I get the, Dion. I get the ESPN PR releases. Sure. And here, yeah, but they're they're touting all of their Labor Day weekend games. Awesome. You had people. You got people to watch football in a week when the NFL's not on. They've you're so, actually you're so good. They've actually moved on from that. They've they've started talking about these other weeks that are not competing directly with the NFL. But Wetzel recently wrote about this, and there was somebody else who wrote about it as well, and it's something that I've been screaming since the beginning of this year. And there is a mindset behind the scenes that NIL is ruining college athletics. Right, that mindset right. comes from administrators who were trying to craft a message to try to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Right. But those who deal with it on a day-to-day basis, i.e. you, me, and we talk about it, and we talk to fans, fans do not care. Fans ultimately about just players getting a piece of the action. They, fans right. just want their team to be good. Right. And if NIL is an avenue for them to be good, well, then they're absolutely on board. You see this with quarterbacks and why college football might be at a level that's more parity driven. As much as I've argued that the rich are only going to get richer, there's no such thing as a level playing field in college football. And I, I will allow this. NIL has allowed for the transfers to go to schools to give you a quarterback that might give you a chance that you might not have had before. Sometimes it works out for you. Sometimes you get Phil Dracovich at Pitt. So these are things that are feast for famine sometimes. But the point is, for all the hand-wringing over NIL, for all the hand-wringing over conference realignment and how the soul of college sports is dead, every metric around college athletics has gone up. College basketball ratings have gone up. Women's college basketball ratings are at an all-time high. And college football interest, mainly thanks to Dion this year, has really moved the needle and the engagement is up. And the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams is only going to create more of this engagement. Which was the whole point of expanding the playoff. Yes. So really, when we talk about the complaints about NIL, it's very, very important to understand where that's coming from. And it's usually coming from stakeholders that are very against disruption. They're coming from stakeholders that absolutely do not want to see any of this money escape their pool or leak out of their pool, as I should say. But you have to be truthful with what's going on. And you can't message one way 
and then have the results look another way. And I hope going forward, we can stop with this business that, and in coaches are included in this. Yeah. I don't want to hear another coach. I don't want to hear another person in charge of crafting what the news is going to be. Tell you that this is bad when every indication is that it's more popular than ever. It's incongruent with what's actually happening with college athletics. So just keep that in mind next time somebody starts complaining about name, image, and likeness and its effect on college basketball and college football. Let's give a shout to Breeze Through, uh, locations across the triangle. Breeze Through Markets uh, has your tailgating needs, too, right outside PNC Arena and Carter-Finley Stadium. I'm very much looking forward to heading out there in October to do another show from the beer cave. I'm also happy for them. They, they signed some deals with NC State. They signed mm-hmm. a deal with the Hurricanes. So they got a lot of good things happening. Adam Stevens and his crew, they do such a great job. You'll be surprised how many times you'll drive by one of their stores. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, oh, wait a second. Wait a minute. Breeze through. That's a breeze through. Love it. Support breeze through. They support us. The easiest thing to do is those tailgates at Carter Finley. Walk across the street. Get that ice. Get those snacks. Go to the beer cave, man. Mm-hmm. He's got my white zombie. He's got rolling rock. He's got all my beer flavored beers. And you know me. Very particular about my beer flavored beer. I got to bring you some beer flavored beer for our little beer fridge here in the dorm room. Big thanks to Butcher's Market. I I, I broke out the the secret family recipe of charred jalapeno and garlic chicken breast to make tacos. Perfect. It was a winner again with the kids. It wins every single time. <laughs> I've been I've been marinating this for three days. <laughs> I got it from Butcher's Market. Uh, go check out Butcher's Market across the triangle. Also a location out in Wilmington. Uh, I know they've got a, a great selection of drinks and everything else to go with your tailgating needs, but specifically you need the meats, say, you so, need the sides, they got it. Sometimes you just want a steak. Yeah. Like sometimes you just want a good steak. The signature steak tips are the fastball, but hey man, sometimes you just want a ribeye and throw it on the grill and enjoy mm-hmm. it. There you go. Go check them out. Thebutchersmarkets.com. Let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Again, big thanks for uh, hosting OGP tonight yeah. on Monday with Anthony. Anthony's the best. He held it down. We absolutely love that. Uh, let's go into the YouTube comments for Hey Joe today. I've, I've been enjoying I saw that. some of the YouTubes. Yeah. I've been enjoying that as of late. Uh, this was in relation to whether or not Frank Reich might be the wrong hire okay. for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, from Joshua, Reich is a good coach and will be good for Bryce's development over time, I believe. Obvious is right about the Panthers' problem. The bill has come due on the personnel mistakes over the last several seasons. The skill positions have zero juice, and it shows in how the offense is run. I don't know how you fix that, though. That's the problem. I just don't know how you fix that. Uh, from Robert, this guy, Frank Reich, was awful for the Colts. <laughs> they gave him the most... They they gave him the most all pros in 2021 and he couldn't get them into the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, there was extenuating circumstances. With the Colts. I don't think he was awful, but I can understand if you're a Colts fan, why you would have thought, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, here's my cousin Rafi. Dolphins, fins up. He's excited. Should be. He's, he's very, very excited on that. Let's hit fast forward and get him, just keep him healthy. And yeah, that's the Keep them all healthy because, you know, Tariq and yeah. Waddle. That's all. That all matters. We haven't even really seen a chain yet either. And that dude's a burner from Eric Luke to cock lost me in his rant yesterday. Luke gets going, man. He does. He gets fired up. I feel it, man. In your plums, his rant. Well, when he made it seem like anybody can do what coach prime is doing. Talk about spicy. Eh, I mean, I don't know. It's not that anybody can do it. It's just that what he's doing is taking advantage of the cycle, the PR, oh, oh, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah no, no, I, I Deion Sanders is a unique, absolutely unique figure in the in the sports landscape, and but I think where pe- and I saw um, Warren Sapp mm-hmm. was was kind of fronting for him 
And I thought to myself, I get it while, why these former players and, and, you know, older black guys are like, Hey, can we get behind the black guy who's having a lot of success right now, please. As a coach, since they're usually in, and by the way, he's taken two fairly downtrodden things in Jackson state and Colorado. It's not like he's getting like a plum job. It's not like he's Mike McDaniel getting the keys to the dolphins kingdom here. It's worked. Um, It's so I get all of that. But the key piece that everyone is missing is the only piece that I see as being relatable with Dion for me. Mm-hmm. He wants to coach his kids. Yeah. And I think he's going to, because people are like, Warren Sapp was saying, hey, man, they're pouring the concrete. They're going to win a national championship at Colorado. Maybe, maybe next year, if, if possible, if you could add the right guys in the park, maybe. I'm not going to dismiss it. it. Shador Sanders, the quarterback, is the key to all of this. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately what people miss about Dion is he just wants to coach his kids. And he has since they were like six years old. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. And I do. I think he has like this master plan to go coach the Cowboys or something like that. No, but I do think he has a plan. Like, Hey, if this team drafts Shador, I want to come coach him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one piece in all of this that people are missing. All of the stuff he's done, all the things that warrants happening. He was on with uh, Jason Whitlock, just to give the the right credit here to to sap. What he was talking about was the way, because he went and he saw him. What he was talking about as a player, as a Hall of Fame player, was when you get players on your team to believe in you and play for you and fight for you and fight for each other the way that Deion Sanders has in a short amount of time Mm -hmm. at Colorado and what he did at Jackson State as well, that you can go a long way in football that way. However, to quote my favorite quote from Debbie Yao, don't give me any of that coach him up stuff. (laughs) You gotta have guys, you gotta have players. His son, his, his son, the quarterback, Shador, is a player. He's a player. Travis Hunter, which sounds awful, lacerated kidney. Yeah. That sounds terrible, um, is a player. Shiloh Sanders is a player. The, the receivers that he, who grew up in Florida that he knew mm-hmm. and were playing for South Florida, used some NIL money, gets them at Colorado. Those guys are players. Yeah. And as Bo- But as Bomani Jones pointed out on our program, these are speed guys. These are small speed guys flying around. These are not big, like five-star Texas A&M, you know, let me go get the, the shiniest possible recruit that you can for the, the best the money can buy. Uh, lastly, from Nick, I love Luke's Jekyll and Hyde personality. Sometimes you get Luke, sometimes you get the cock. <laughs> Luke would like that because he came up with the IC commander for uh, Tom O'Brien. <laughs> sometimes you get the IC commander and sometimes you get smiling Tom. All right. You want the outro? I do. You can do my outro? No, uh, oh. did, I, did I add it there? Yeah, well, this is, is your outro. This is what we're going to close. This is what we're going to close with. Okay. Is that acceptable? Perfect. I put that baseline in there for you. Give me that radio stinger now. <laughs> See you tomorrow <laughs> on the OG. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold up. See you Thursday on the OG. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress. 
dollars to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.